Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm your host, Tess Skinner. And today's guest, we have Mattias Samuelson. It says here that your dad, Pajel. Shell. Another classic American name. It's Mike Shope. Your goal song is the country song, Trip Too Hard, by Little Baby. Why? Uh, it's a good song. I like, I like the beat. No, why do you have a goal song? And the Bulldog. Oh, um, hoping one day you get one. Dream big, that's good. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, all right, okay, all right. Welcome in to a Thursday afternoon. Glad to have you along for the ride with us. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope continues to be off this week. That's what it means when I say on Monday he's going to be off all week. It's Thursday. He's still not here. Won't be here tomorrow either. Nate Geary sitting in uh, the next couple of days. Hi, Nate. Hello. Good to see you. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Good to see you. All right, good. <clears throat> I, I, I jumped the gun, and I was going to say good. Uh, you didn't say how are you. You just said good to see you. That's right. I, I am. I'm in that mode today where people yeah. are saying things at me. It's like, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yes. I'll just be honest. I don't really care how you. are. No, I know. That's, that's why I didn't ask. That's why I say, <laughs> good to see you. Good, good. I you're only, right. I only care that you're here to help me do this. That's all. I don't, I don't care. But uh, no, seriously. I'm, I'm. I hope you're well. Does that sound genuine now? It sounds completely half-hearted. It sounded very forced. Yes. Yeah, yeah it yeah. sounded very, very Well, because now I feel a little self-conscious about the fact that I didn't ask how you are, and I but feel you like you were, you were telling me you are a little needy, and now I've called you needy. Uh, this is getting off to a very rough start. Can I say this? You've Shut up! up. You've, you've gotten here. <laughs> you, you've, you've shown up to the station. You've, listen, you showed up for, to work for me, and I appreciate that. Instead of you know being in the, at home in the attic and yeah. you know me well, sitting here sure. alone. yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Sticking your neck out for me. Yeah, I mean it's it's like literally an eleven minute drive, and so I mean it is a huge commitment. For dare me I dare I say the absolute bare minimum? Do you know how much you could do? do? You know how much gas costs? <laughs> anyway, hi, hi. You're Hummer H two. I know it takes a lot to fill it. <laughs> you're, you're a Hummer one series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not that far off. I'm driving a truck. Why yeah. do I need a truck? Uh, I mean, I don't. Have, I don't have hockey gear to carry around yeah, anymore. Right? I don't really. You know, I don't know. I helped sail with some hot tub thing or a, a sauna or something. A, a I, my theory months ago. I don't know. That's it. My theory with people <clears> with pickup trucks is like ninety five percent of people with pickup trucks don't actually use them for anything except one time, and that one occasion justifies. Oh yeah, no. all of the bad things about one hundred percent. Sometime in January, Sal says I, I got I ordered this thing at Home Depot and I need to go get it and it won't fit in my car. And Jar and I show up with our trucks. Da, 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 da. This is why we have trucks. And yeah, it'll probably be six years before somebody <laughs> takes me up on that again. But you know that 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 Sal experience will get me through to. 2030. Yes. 
How's that sound? And then, that, you, and then you get six, another one. Because that's six years from now. Yeah, and then you get another one. I'm thinking about time a lot today. It's, an, it's a notable anniversary day uh, for hockey. And, and these things are not all equal. I, I think I saw Joe tweet out today, uh, this morning, how, uh, you know, I, I, I'll try to be chronological here. I, I think I can. Uh, 44 years ago today is Miracle on Ice in Lake Placid, Team USA beating the Russians. Um, 17 years ago today is the Ottawa brawl after Chris Neal blindsided Chris Drury and then Andrew Peters and Adam Mayer and Pat Coletta playing his very first NHL game, by the way, by far the best thing (laughs) of that is that was his first game. Right. Uh, you know, did what they did and Lindy and and Brian Murray on the benches and the whole thing. Uh, that's that. I think it's 11 years ago that Terry Pagula was officially introduced as the owner of the Sabres. So that, that also coincides. So it's, it's one of those days where on the old social media machines, uh, Twitter, formerly, uh, formerly Twitter, whatever, uh, you're just seeing a lot of that, uh, a lot of reaction to that. And so I'm, you know, we're getting ready to start up today and I'm thinking about, thinking about 17 years ago. Um, <laughs> and I, look, I don't want, I don't need to make the point about it, you know, 17 years. Oh, I can't, I can't. You know, time. It's a bitch. <laughs> all this stuff. It's, you know. I was 15. <laughs> right. Um, I asked, I, I got here. I'm like, I'm thinking about this, uh, crafting a Sabres conversation around the emotion that, that you know, th- those highlights from the Ottawa brawl in 2007 elicit. And I asked Zach, like, how well do you remember the brawl against Ottawa in 2007? And Zach, your answer is what? I remember hearing about it. I remember years later <laughs> learning more about it. I was 12 the last time they were in the playoffs. Maybe 11, actually, because my birthday's in late April. So yeah, okay. not, it's not great for me either. Right. You don't, you don't really you don't, you don't have it. It's not what you're telling us. Is exactly. You don't, you don't really I don't have, have it. it. You were seven or eight or whatever. So you're 15. During the brawl. Yeah. So the brawl. this is 15 for me is probably, if not my peak sports loving age, it's in the middle of whatever mm-hmm. that age range is. I yep. mean, that is peak Sabres fandom. It's right after the the o five o six kind of run and Rebirth, like, yeah. and that's like Stanley Cup and Drury Briere and like you know I'm my dad uh, his 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 work would often get the um, you know the the box seats mm-hmm. up there for for and I and I you know get to tag along for a handful of games a year. I was at the. Um, the Drury game winner and uh, or the game tying goal in regulation of Fennigan off game winner in the okay. playoffs against the Rangers. I was there yeah. in the back of the the box in tears because I thought they were losing the game right. and I missed the Drury goal. Oh wow! So is yes, that great. Yes, that is so great. This I have how much? I mean, I know your dad a little. Memories. How badly does your dad? get on you about that or is that is that off limits it's a little off limits yeah. for sure like but <laughs> and and it wasn't like so much crying as much as me just pouting yeah, and right. you're just despondent just, and, yeah, yeah just like i'm sure. in the back like are we are, can we go now you know let's get out of here um so yeah like what were this what the years we are talking about i have it's amazed balls to me that you missed yeah <laughs> missed the goal you're in yeah. the building and you missed that that's yeah. that is incredible but did you at least stay you saw max's game winner yeah, of course okay and so we're in the we're in the box so you have the radio call over the speakers uh-huh. so i wasn't just prompted by the you know immediate roll by the way have never been in a sporting <clears throat> arena louder than that moment ever yeah, yeah. um but yeah like i i heard i got to at least oh, i was there and i missed it i did get to hear rick's call for it which right and then, I mean, and then sat through intermission, and then got to watch the overtime. And, yeah, and I, I went to the front row. I, I did. Yeah, right. You were done being yeah. sad. Yeah, right. Well, naturally, yeah, naturally. Well, because you're, you're a front runner. That's exactly always right. been. Always been. <laughs> you should be in the back crying because they're going to lose. <laughs> it did really feel like that season was slipping away. Yeah, right then and there. Right yeah. then and there. I mean, yeah. at that moment, was it Straka scored to give them the lead pretty late, and like really. That's it. We're game, lose, six, lose. game six is in New York. Yep, we're down three two in the series, and like we're cooked. And then yeah, um, boy, per- perfect sort of launching pad for where I want to end up going. I mean, anybody's recollections of the night 
17 years ago, the brawl. Uh, I mean, you can, you've all watched the highlights a million times probably uh, anyway, and maybe just a million times even just today because every year when it comes up, it's, a, it's, a, it's you know, something that makes the rounds and, and sort of tickles us in a, in a particular way. But, boy, the emotion of all of that, the brawl, uh, what you're describing, uh, the scene in the playoffs. Hey, folks. Hey, kids. Remember playoffs? It, mm-hmm. it, it does happen. I I tweeted about this uh, 45 minutes, an hour ago. I don't know exactly, and I have not made it through all of the all of the replies yet. But one that I did see that jumped out at me was because I, I asked, like, what do you miss the most? This is this is the crux of where I where I want to be today. Um, we all know we're into year probably 13 here unless some unholy run to the wire happens between now and early April for the Sabres. So sitting on on what looks like a 13-year playoff drought, and there's a lot of things to miss about the team being a, a contending team. I mean, back in 07, of course, they were a Stanley Cup contender. They were the best team in the league that season, won the President's Trophy. Um, but even just being a playoff team, like the the – the rhythm of the season and the standings and trying to figure out if you want to be the three seed or the five seed and like figuring out matchups and thinking about all of that. You miss that so much and just gearing up for the playoffs. The one tweet that stood out to me was, was, was a guy that said, I, I miss the emotion, like the, the vibe of going into a playoff game, mm. like just the building, the buzz, how different it feels. And I, I, promised my wife to show her what that's like because she's never experienced it and we've been married nine years and we haven't gotten there yet i mean it's only nine years out of the 13 but still right that's stark and that that the feel of caring about the ottawa senators even like at a a very big like that was hot back then there were multiple teams philly i mean i hated Mm-hmm. Philly, I could they they're on the schedule. They're another team. Philly, Ottawa, Toronto. I mean, these were like the arena had a different. But it wasn't just hey, here's a cool foot long hot dog this week. It was someone's going to get into a fight. Yep. Someone's there's going to be multiple five minute majors. There's going to be scoring and there's going to be consequence at the end of this game. Right. Like it's going to mean something later in the season. And I like right now, I, I can't even tell you that I can think of a team where I'm like, let's go gear up for the mm-hmm. the who? blue jackets. <laughs> right. Or Ottawa or Philly yeah. or whatever. One of the saddest nights of this season to me was the first time the Sabres failed to win a third game in a row. They, they won two in a row, the second of which was a, a road game in Philly. Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday. Earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah very yeah. early in the season. Yep. And they came home to play the Flyers on a Friday night. And like, okay, let's go. Here comes the You just took care of them in Philly. Chance to win. I, I wasn't thinking about them, you know, how, how winning three in a row would be like landmark. But apparently for this group of Sabres, it, it will be if it ever happens uh, this year. But we went out to watch that game. And it just was a a, a dud amongst a, a slew of duds yeah. at home, and the fact that it was the Flyers made it all the more frustrating for me because there's for me a moment I'm always looking for any live wire I can put between my yeah. teeth with the Sabers. Like, give me a jolt, give me anything you got, and the Flyers on a Friday night. I got to work at it, but I can get there. And then the game starts, and it's just like, there's nothing happening. There's no, there's no emotion. There's no. It just dies. You just sit there staring at the TV, going like, I maybe should stop doing this. Like, maybe I should stop caring about this. And as this year has gone on, that's sort of taken hold. So, like, the emotion of it is a, a thing, and caring about who you're playing is a thing. And there's just so much. Like as I make this point every year around this time, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. I mean, the days are starting to get longer. Sunset isn't until six o'clock now, so you get through the five o'clock hour, and it's still daylight. And 
the the feeling of knowing there's a game tonight and it's 60 degrees out and I'm going to the arena or I'm going to some patio or I'm going to be on my porch, whatever. It's spring and you're outside and there's a hockey game and you care about it. That is such a far away feeling to me right now. And I think it has to be for a lot of this fan base. And I mean, it really, really bums me out that, that that's where we have ended up. But I, I do think, I don't know how many times I'll want to see this today uh, because thinking back to 07 and what preceded it, like you said, 05, 06, I mean, there was a season without hockey and this team was bankrupt and we were scared. It was maybe going to leave. And then the league went dark. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Well, when the league went dark, Galasano was already in place, but like the lead up to Galasano taking over and a season long lockout was we're, we're, we're dead. We're dead here. There's nothing happening. The fan base is completely detached. The building was as half full as I'd ever seen it to that point. Yep. It's much worse now, uh, of course, after all these other years of attrition. But it was so, so dark. And what I like about talking about this, if it's not too depressing to think about, is that the passion of this fan base for hockey and that team, the Sabres, I think is still in every one of us, e- even if we regret going to the bar on a Friday night to watch them blow a, a home game to the Flyers and not look ready to compete at all. We know, I know, I still know, I, I believe anyway, and I said this all the time leading up to the lockout and coming out of it, it will, the fuse will get lit again. All, all this city needs, all this fan base needs is for them to show that they're competent and they're, they're good. Not that they can go win the Stanley Cup, but they're competent and good, that they're competitive. And I think as bad as it's been for 13 years now, what will be a 13th year, should they again not win, I don't know, 20 of their remaining games or something, uh, I think that can ha- that switch gets flipped again like that, I think. Um, I, I think all, all it takes is just getting somewhere in the standings and showing that you belong, and I think everyone will just kind of pour back in. It might take some time, but I think we'll, we can get there again. It's not that far off. It felt as dire as it's ever felt to me back in like oh, 02, 03, leading up to that lockout, and it came right back. I mean, like a switch got flipped midway through that 05, 06 season. Um, and I think that can happen again, but I mean, the team needs to, the, the team is in charge of that. You know, like we, we aren't going to show up just because, you know, <laughs> we miss it. Yeah, and, you know, today we talked about the anniversary. I mean, today's also the anniversary of Terry Pagula's press conference. Right. And that's a feels like a grim watch for me now <laughs> because it just doesn't feel – I mean, you know, I'm sure it was genuine. Um, but I think priority shifted when he bought the Bills. Um, it wasn't we're going to drill another well anymore. It was, you know, we're that, that thing's expensive over there, and they're closer to winning. <laughs> you know, yeah. and – um, and I think, you know, his attention and, and we know that they were able to find someone to care for that. They were f- able to find a caretaker for the bills and, and that's McDermott and, and Bean and the, uh, they cycled through Rex and, and, you know, and, but they found a caretaker that they trust. They have yet to do that. And now they're gun shy because now they're like, we can't fire another one. And we get, we got to leave these guys in place because mm-hmm. we just keep firing them. So I, I want to say that. Joe said this point this morning when I was listening, and and I really agreed with it, which is the only games this year and really last year, really in the better part of the last 13 years, that that's the arena has resembled the arena that I remember it being when I was mm-hmm. you know in my peak, um, not you know peak athletic, but you know you know you know not my yeah actually probably my peak of life you know 15's probably it's probably not getting a lot better than 15. Wow, right. Come on. Let's not dwell on that. Just All right. Keep going. Thank you. Uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, it's taken Eichel reunion night. It's taken RJ night. It's taken the 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 night after RJ died game. The Brian Miller night. The it is taken essentially acts of nostalgia and remembrance. Yeah, that's to bring anyone with a pulse into that arena. Because now I go to games, and I know people share this, is, and I know there's some frustration about the booing and what. 
people are there, and I, we, you have not talked about this. It's, sometimes it feels like people are there sarcastically. Oh, yeah. They're there to jeer, not to cheer. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to spend my money just so I can, dis- I can, I can show you my displeasure with you. Yeah. And boy, that's that you got to be in a weird place with a sports team to do that. And people are. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say this is like a take because we'll never know. But if they have one more regulation win last year and they make it to the playoffs, and even if they get swept, there's two home playoff games here in this city, in that arena. I don't know that anything this year would have mattered. Yes, raised expectations. There would have been disappointment. And, oh, they regressed. But I, two playoff games here, I think would have completely, it would have turned a page mm-hmm. on the last decade plus that desperately needed to be turned. And because of of how they missed it and the 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 way in which they missed by one point, it was... The knife was in, and that was a real, to me, like, you you Mm -hmm. twisted the knife Mm -hmm. or you pulled it out and you bled out a little. And then, you know, all you did all offseason was talk. I mean, there was more excitement around this hockey season, the start of this hockey season, than there was the football season. I'm, wow. I think there was. I'm not sure I agree. I had but people, I, yeah. my friends, mm. talking about more hockey and prediction, you know, talking about Tage. Oh, my God, the core. Yeah, yeah. And, and this team is, and, you know, hey, if who's going to take the cousin step? And is cousin's going to take the Tage step? And is this going to, and is Darlene going to, and you're like, Powers is going to take the Darlene step. And you're thinking about all of this linear development that we've seen for mm-hmm. a year and a half mm-hmm. under Granado, right? In... It stopped, and here we are again. And and again, we'll, we'll never know for sure. But making the playoffs last year and even getting swept in the first round would have bought uh, would have bought this team twenty four months of good grace again. And people would at least be showing up against Philly on a Friday night, or you know. I think I mostly agree with this. Um, at least we would have seen them do it. Yeah. Right? And so even if this year was going along the way it's going along, you'd still have some belief that, like, this group of players, with some augmentation, right, just, you know, addition, subtraction, whatever, but that the guts of the team – because, I mean, what are we still hearing about? We're still talking about them learning how to deal with the pressure. The pressure of being in a playoff race. The the, the pressure of expectations. The pressure of big contracts. The the, – Oh my gosh! At least you'd be through that. I don't know what Don Granado would be saying about them this year if they had made it, because I don't. You'd have a hard time telling everyone that they're still learning yeah, right. how to deal with that pressure if they succeeded on the mission last year. So that would be gone. That crutch would be gone, and I think a lot of us would be relieved about that. That's for sure. Um, I think that's right. I think it would be. You know, at first when you said it, I thought like I don't know. I I think this fan base is so fed up, but. Even two playoff games would have been just a... It would have been... A, we we a, wouldn't have heard that arena like those two playoff games. RJ Knight, again, like five times. Yeah, yeah. is Maybe I can point to five times the arena sounding like that. And that's what you would have at least gotten for two nights. And I don't know what kind of momentum that creates going into this season. You know, yeah. and maybe... I don't know. Does it dramatically... Is it going to change the outcome of the first half, first three quarters of the season? Probably not. But... I don't know. It's there. There's something about this team being whatever five games under 500 at home and playing better on the road and hearing people talk about them, you know, being sad about being booed. I'm just like, guys. I mean, this is what we're talking. We're talking about you being sad about being booed. Not that you can't win games at home and you start <laughs> games two nothing and and two nothing holes and you've got a. You got to change the way you're chasing it, which is what, if I hear them talk about having to chase a game again, for the love of God, no, you're chasing the no kidding, you're chasing the game. We're all chasing the yeah. game. Yeah, that's what we're all doing. This God. entire fan base is chasing the game. Yeah, we're, I'm going to the game and I'm chasing it with vodka. We're we're, 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 ch- we're chasing the feeling. We're chasing that elusive feeling of like, hey, we're good. Mm-hmm. That's it. The whole thing's a chase. Even if we could just pretend. Yeah. Well, look, this is meant to be, uh, I, I think, it, all the best intentions. So nostalgic 
and therefore like refreshing and not depressing. Sure. Uh, I hope. So, but you people will have a lot to say about that if you want to contribute. 8030550 is the number. Lines are open. To say it simply in like a sentence in a question form that maybe you can respond to, what do you miss the most about the Sabres being good is kind of where my head's at. Like being in a playoff race and rivalries and the emotion and all of it. Would love to hear from some fans and we'll we'll fly through some calls as soon as we get back from our first break. 803-0550 again is the number. Nate Geary's in for Mike Shope. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A a few things. RJ, I I mean... Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Um, the crowd, you know, when Bauk w- worked here, Greg mm-hmm. Bauk, Greg Buck, uh, mm-hmm. and he'd make those fake, yeah. uh, excuse me, we'd have those archived yes. highlights from Greg Buck uh, that Greg somehow would find and play on our show. And the crowd noise would be like, you know, just silly and he'd pipe in. The yeah. Levels would be yeah. going up and down and, and it sounded fake. That's what that crowd noise sounds like. That because you just haven't heard it. What do you miss about all of this being relevant, like e- emotional and caring about the standings and the playoffs and about Ottawa and Toronto and Boston and Philly and all of it? That sound is what that sound. Holy cow! That just sounds like another planet. It's it's like another lifetime. It's so foreign. I mean, you it said it earlier that you, we, we, it does. Well, and it's, it's not that old. It's, it's 17 years, but yeah. Um, you know, the, the special events, there have been, there's been electricity. The one game that I was at that stands out that as a standalone game without Jack Eichel's return or banner night for Ryan Miller or anything was a game last season on a Saturday night against Minnesota. I was there and I, I, I don't remember there being any special event that took place around the game. Um, in fact, I, I, the only reason I was there is that my the, 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 the team my son was coaching at the time was taking part in the intermission you know, breakaway contest or whatever. And so he got two tickets and brought me with him. And so I was there for that. And that game was a 6-5 overtime win by the Sabres. It's a regular season game against Minnesota. No animosity. But it was electric in there. So much so that leaving the building, 
it was during it was early enough in the year that it was still football season and fans you could hear fans singing the shout song echoing all all through all, out on the streets like it was electric and i don't remember where that game left them in the standings exactly um but that's that's the the one experience i've had in the arena that makes me miss when it's really like that i've had in the last t- 10 or 12 years anyway that makes me miss what it's like when it sounds like it did during that clip you just heard of the Ottawa brawl from 17 years ago uh, today. Glad to have you with us here. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shobes away this week. Nate Geary sitting in today. And we're sort of going down memory lane a little bit, talking about, you know, 17 years ago, Sabres, Ottawa, line brawl, uh, and the emotion that that brought, and just how much we all miss the Sabres being a contending team. Because there's a lot that is attached to that that, is so distant to, to to me right now, and I think to a lot of fans, and the, the the vibe of a of a playoff race, the actual playoffs every other day, the anxiety during the day, like trying to get. Do you remember, like you mentioned, being fifteen in 07 for uh-huh. and being in the building? Do you remember just trying to get through days of school to get to, to get nighttime to, to yep. get to the game? Holy cow! Let me tell you, when you're an adult. That is just as hard, if not harder, because what what I think you, you're, what what do you want to do? You want, you want to go to a bar with your friends, yeah, at right. like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like, let's go. That's hard. That's hard to do when you're an adult and you got a job and like there's life gets in the way. Um, but like that anxiety, you want to feed that with just you want to be around other people that are feeling the same way and try to maybe you know manage the fire with liquor a little bit, <laughs> sort of just ride it out. None of that. We miss all that. It's all it's all like a foreign concept to almost a generation of fans at this point. Remember the party in the plaza? Party in the bleepity bleeping plaza, yeah. Yeah. I remember I snuck into there when I was fifteen, sixteen for one of those games when I couldn't go. I mean ten thousand people in the yeah. plaza. Like we're lucky to get ten thousand people in the building. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Party in the plaza. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. Jonathan will lead us off this segment. Thanks for calling, Jonathan. You're on the air here on WGR. Hey guys, thanks for this show. You stole my thunder. The thing I miss most about the Sabers being good is Party the Plaza, just gathering with fans um, for um, gathering a whole bunch of fans and watching the Sabers a thrill in the playoff game. I mean, fortunately, we got that with the Bills. Like, I, I, I love going to bars and or Batavia Downs for their playoff games. But um, I, I, I still miss it with the Sabres. I mean, I, especially with it's warmer, the playoff games are in April, it's warmer out. I mean, yep. that's the thing I miss most, part of the plaza. All right, Jonathan, thank you. Appreciate the call. Uh, I'm sorry that Nate you know, ruined your opportunity to make that point. I'm just Blame me. Just, Blame me. Just kidding. Connor is next up. Hi, Connor. Thank you for calling. You're on WGR. Hey there, guys. Uh, I, I actually told him this was for the brawl game, but I thought about it. This is for my Sabres field, so I'll tell it anyway. But it was actually for the you know the Rangers uh, game five that uh-huh. he was also talking about earlier. Um, you guys had a giveaway like uh, in early in the morning or at a Manhattan Bagel or something like that where you had to shoot bagels onto a shelf. Okay, sure. Yeah. Here, here here's something there. else that we at WGR can miss is like having gatherings where fans do yep. things like shoot bagels into nets to try to win tickets yeah. to go to games. Yeah. My dad of course nails it at six thirty in the morning or whatever it is. And you know, bless my mom's heart, not the biggest sports fan, but he decides to take my mom, you know, not me the self proclaimed hockey fan of the family still Tough. a great time you know i remember ripping off my shirt and running in the street when uh jury scored and everything so that's fine but as far as what i miss most about savers being good i miss like just at the beginning of the week looking at schedule and like just knowing when they're playing i feel like so much now i'm like i get in the car i turn it on the radio and then they're playing and i was like i didn't know they were playing tonight you know i just i don't mm-hmm. i'm apoplectic and i don't care about when they play that's what i miss the most it's just being okay i got a game tuesday thursday saturday i can't wait Anyway, that's what I got, guys. Thanks. All right, Connor. Thank you. Yeah, I mean that that's that definitely is a is a thing that happens. I, I I mean, for me, I know yesterday every time I said it on the air, I felt a little self conscious uh, because I did not really know what was on the schedule after Friday. 
Like I said a few times, the Sabres are a two-game road trip. And I, 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 even when I said two-game road trip, I had a little like thought bubble in my head going, they don't have their home after this Friday, right? I didn't know for sure. Because I, I, you know why? Because I haven't looked. Um, but now I know. It's Carolina on Sunday at 6, and then they're in Florida next week. Tuesday, Thursday, Florida and Tampa, I think, is the, is the schedule. But I work here. I do pregame shows. I do have the standings open every day, even though there's not really anything to look at. And I'm telling you, and I, and I I would I would say I'm sure there are bigger hockey fans, but I'm a I'm a huge hockey fan. I'm a huge Sabres fan. And yesterday, every time I said two game road trip, I had no idea what was next after the Friday. I didn't because I'm not looking ahead. I'm not thinking about oh how tough is this game going to be? How can can they get you know ten out of the next fifteen point or sixteen points or something? I'm not. I'm just not. I'm to, I'm just detached enough. I still I'm watching. I'm I'm there with the garage tweet last night. Like because I you know I, I you know force a habit, but yeah, like knowing what's coming, anticipating it. Um, I mean, it's a lot. Mike Mike has said for years when the Sabers are like this, paying attention to the league is really challenging for him, and that has started to creep in with me a little more than I would like. Um, just, just because it, it just, it's attrition. Um, it's just, it's such a, such a lousy existence, <laughs> not having all of that emotion and all of that fun, you know, whether it's, you know, I, I look, I don't need a return to brawling, uh, or anything. Sure. And you know, it's always, it's always been a little funny to me that, that, that brawl Ottawa 17 years ago today is so, is so held up and it's, it's really pretty t- tame. Like it, you know, it ultimately it's 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 pretty tame. It, it's not you know no no one's there's there's hardly any retribution. It's it's just it's just emotional because of what had happened to Jury, but like stuff from twenty years ago, thirty years ago was way more, you know, scary and violent. But it was the emotion of it being Ottawa. Like that's the team we beat them last year. They're they're on our tails. Like there's a, there was a rivalry there, and that just has gone away. Uh, having said that, I'm open to at least one goalie fight a year. <laughs> I mean, that that was uh, the Lindy and 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 the and the uh, Brian Murray yeah. like that. That situation, I think, will always sort of be. Um, well, I, I mean, what like the the highlight of that of that game of that brawl. Um, like literally like Lindy, like pushing down the glass and razors in the middle, like, yeah, what do I do here? (laughs) And like, like that was really good. And then to me, the goalie fight where you can just like, like Ray Emery doesn't really care what's going on. He's so prepped to fight someone. Like he's waited his whole career to take his helmet off and fight somebody in a moment that called for it. But to me, yeah, that's the peak, and the goalie fight's great. It was that face-off, where if mm-hmm. you watch the highlight, this is where the highlight starts. It's at the face-off. And Coletta gets pushed right away. Coletta's on the ice. Lindy throws the goon line out there, and you got Heatley, Alfredson. Like, this is not fourth-line, goon-line versus goon-line. This is, we got, a team, we got a line out there. Ottawa throws the first line out there, and Lindy goes, eh. Let's go send send the right. boys out, you know, send the dogs out, Peters and right. and I mean, you just knew that and, and I think it was Heatley when Peters just grabs Heatley by the head right off the right off puck drop and I, like that's when you knew that I had to imagine I wasn't at the game, but I have to imagine that must be, you know, short of the Drury in the overtime Rangers play, playoff game has to be one of those games where you're leaving the game like the next morning in school, you're getting to school and yeah, going. Yeah. I was there. Like I, I got. Yeah, yeah. To, I was at that game, and I remember at, in school, like that whole morning was all about talking mm-hmm. about that game. Like, and this is fifteen. So I was fifteen years old. This would have been right when cell phones started to be a thing. So I, I you know, I wasn't watching videos on my phone or anything. But one of my buddies had recorded the video from his from TV 
uh, on his phone. Yeah. So we were in class in the morning listening to Rick's call from right. a recorded flip phone. Right. Like that's what we were doing the next morning. Like right. everyone is talking about that yeah. game. And that's also like I think what I miss, right? Is like hey, now listen, I mean technology, everyone can just watch stuff over. So it's not maybe we're just hanging on to stuff that was going to not be the same anyways, mm-hmm. but I think about that a lot. Like you were talking about, you know, prepping the the day of a game and like getting ready for a night game and going out to the bar. I mean, I was young. I wasn't going to the bars, but what I was doing was mom's dropping me off at my buddy's house. We got eight guys, you know, at one of our buddy's house, Mm -hmm. you know, big old sheet Blaisdell pizza. And we are watching the game, uh, drinking five, four, you know, two liters of, of Coke, <laughs> drinking, as, eating as much pizza as we possibly can, and like going home with terrible stomach aches. But you got to watch the Sabres game with the boys, get all jazzed up. Yeah. Um, yeah, just. Yeah, it being the thing that people are talking about. Whereas now. I'll tell you, when, <laughs> a part of my motivation for wanting to do this today and, and hopefully elicit like pleasant memories um, is that I, I find it professionally very challenging to have conversations about this team right now that I think people would want to listen to. And that's like we're that's our that you know that's the business we're in. We're here. We need you. We want you to listen. We'd like you to participate even uh, in the show and call us and. I feel like bringing up this edition of the Sabres and like trying to legitimately talk about who they should trade or something is just like, I, I know my boss isn't going to come down here and fire me on the spot, but I just feel like the the majority of our audience is just kind of checked out. So, and I never even felt that way during the bills drought. Like people still woke up September 5th, September 12th, Home opener. Yeah, I'm thinking of the fits. I'm thinking of the game, the the both Patriots games. I mean, that stadium was. Oh man! In the, eleven, when they beat them, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Right. Or even the one before that yeah. with Sam Adams. Yeah. But I mean, like uh, specifically the eleven one. That is the. I mean, you are in the thick of the drought. I mean, that is. Yep. Tough times and. That stadium was electric. Yeah, well, the foot, football has always had, the, I mean, there are certain advantages, uh, right? Only eight home games, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and and so everyone is, a, it's a party. And, you know, even having a season ticket, at least back then, was, you know, more reasonable cost-wise than a Sabre season ticket ever will be because you know, there's just so many games and just the volume of them. It's such a financial commitment that you can't, and the atmosphere is so different. You're, you're not hanging on to Sabres. You're not going to Sabres games for the ancillary stuff ever. It's the game. Whereas football could get by with the party, and thankfully they got good again so that we don't have to you know, have only that. But that got you through the drought. With this, there's none of that. Like uh, none of that exists around the Sabers, and yeah, having them be a thing that you can talk about on the radio and be excited about, and people are going to be passionate about. I mean, for me professionally, I I miss that as much as I miss any of the other stuff that we've already talked about. Um, just because it's 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 very depressing when you want you think. Yeah, do I want to talk about this? No, I, I probably, probably not, not, not worth, probably not worth it. Um, so we're left with just sort of reminiscing, which is what today is hopefully somewhat going to be about. Uh, it's not just going to be about that, though. We do have some football coming up for you in the four o'clock hour in the form of our buddy Joe Goodberry. Uh, he's on the Bengals. Uh, covers the Bengals. He'll be with us at four thirty. I'll get Paul on at uh, six on the back end of the show here, but. 17 years ago, a night to remember at the arena. What do you miss about those days the most? 803-0550 is the number. Nate Geary's in for Mike Shope. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Glad to have you with us here on WGR this Thursday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope remains on vacation. Nate Geary filling in today and tomorrow. 803-0550 is the number. We've been uh, kind of taking a little bit of a walk down memory lane as it pertains to the Sabres. A lot, lot of hockey anniversaries today. 11 years ago today, Terry Pagula was formally introduced as the new owner uh, of the hockey team. 17 years ago today, there was a famous brawl with the Ottawa Senators. 44 years ago today, I know that's a long time, uh, Miracle on Ice, pretty great. Uh, so had me in a sort of a reminiscing kind of mood, and uh, so here we are. Jerry is first up this segment. Hi, Jerry, thanks for calling. You're on the air here on WGR. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about their pregame and postgame experiences and things like that, but I'd like to go back even a little further into the uh, age of the French Connection. And uh, just the experience that you would have at the game when, uh, you know, Joubert would wind up behind the net mm-hmm. and the two wingers would start heading up ice. And you could almost feel the anticipation in the crowd. You could almost feel everybody move forward in their seat because you knew something special was going to happen or could happen. And I don't know that you get that feeling anymore with any of the players. It's just, oh, well, here we go, you know. But when those three guys headed up ice, <laughs> yeah. you knew something special was going to happen. Yeah, no, that's that for sure. I mean, I, 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 you know, I remember those days, and that's absolutely right. And the game is just vastly different. Um, but yeah, Gilbert winding up, uh, the, like that phrasing, even like you don't, you don't really get a lot of a guy starting out behind his own net winding up because he's probably going to run into like too much interference on the way up the ice to make it all the way through. But that was definitely a facet of that. Um, yeah, I mean, a very, very different sport, much, much more physical, like violent. Uh, everybody fought. It was a, a very different time. Uh, but the French connection and Gilbert, I mean, what a, what, what a time. I mean, I'm st- I'm I'm grateful I saw it. I mean, I, I there are times where I wish I were younger, uh, but a moment like this where you bring up that uh, makes me glad that I saw it. Uh, Mark is first. Our next up. Hi, Mark. Thanks for calling. You're on WGR. Hey guys. Yeah, I can remember. I was in fourth grade when uh, that Ottawa brawl happened, and looking back, I watched it today. How horrible was that hit Chris Neal had on Curry? <laughs> I think that gets Scummy. so like overlooked because of the brawl. Yeah, that was absolutely disgusting what he did, and um, I remember it being the greatest thing I've ever watched in my life. Being there with my dad and being like, "Oh my gosh, this is a legal thing. These guys <laughs> are just going at it." But from there on, every street hockey game, it turned into an all-out brawl every five minutes. Any excuse for our goalies to, you know, a group of friends yeah. are dropping the gloves and it turns into a lawn sale wherever we were playing. But what what a great um, lesson that was, even as a kid growing up, that, you know, someone cheap shots your guy, you don't have to just sit there and take it. And you know what? It kind of depresses me. I, I, hope, I hope we're never in that position again with any player. I don't want to see any player get hurt like that. But I hope the team would respond that same way under this coach but uh, i'm not too sure i'm gonna am thanks guys and the coach by the way mark thank you yeah and and the coach right like lindy's reaction is again half the thing for me it's half the fun 
You know, you go after Peter's not our bleeping captain. Right. And Peter's like, whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. go after me, I guess, right? You know, it's just like, I, I know, everyone R- knows what he's saying. Rob you know, with his yeah. hand covering the microphone. Right. And, and, just, and, and, you still and Lindy, hear Lindy, Lindy keeps anyways. getting closer and closer to him. And he's like, and he, I, I've never seen Rob so uncomfortable and just stand there with the phone. Like, he's not moving. He's not looking at each side. He's just, right. get me out of this, get me out of this. Right. But um, what he said, too, is uh, what Mark just said, uh, like, about it being legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, like, if that isn't, to me, the peak of that window, the the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup window, the Lucic-Miller thing is the end of it. Yeah. So if the peak was this, which it was, yeah, it was short-lived, and it's so funny to see a team like this, you know, react the way they reacted – um, from coach to every player on the bench mm-hmm. to the fourth line guys, to everybody, to then how they're you know basically Miller's the only the only thing you get after that game is you know Miller take well hang on a second guys I'm not done yet I just wanted to say you know yeah. how much of a piece of you know Lucic yeah, yeah. is yeah. and like that your goalie basically went in front of microphones and cussed out the guy instead of anyone really doing any damn thing about it and then there was the whole theatrics the next time they played like they. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, you missed your chance. And Lame. like, that was, right. to me, that was like, that was the peak. And like, that was the initial descent for where we yeah. are now is the Lucci chit on, on Miller. 803 is the number. We'll keep, uh, this conversation going here. What, what do you, what do you miss the most about the Sabres being a playoff contender, relevant, uh, exciting, interesting, uh, you know, <laughs> relevant to the standings, uh, Feel free to call us at 803-0550. A lot of good stuff uh, on the uh, uh, on the social media that we'll hopefully get around to sharing here uh, during the next half an hour or so. Appreciate the calls so far. Getting connected with our fans is brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at northtownkia.com. 4.30, Joe Goodberry on the Bengals and some football and the way forward for them. Uh, but more hockey after this as Nate Geary sits in for Mike Shope. I'm the Bulldog and you're listening to WGR. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 